0: Shut up, and sit, and sit down. down. <laughs> Hi, welcome to podcast episode 5 of The Quiet Part Loud. My name is Daryl, I'm your host, as always, and it's good to be here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, gonna get right into a few things today, I think. Um interesting day in the news interesting day overall it's Thursday the 4th of January so second show of the new year and I'm here with my coffee and my puppies and we're about to go in on it so hope all hope all you guys are having a good old week and the world's treating you well the new year's treating you well you're sticking to your resolutions and you know doing the damn thing generally um almost a weekend so that's great uh not sure how this audio is going to sound because it looks a little low but uh we're going to go with it and we can see what we can do afterwards i've got as i said this is episode 5 of the podcast and uh as i've said on numerous podcasts we've changed the name of the podcast and we're kind of finding our feet and working things out um so i hope you guys are bearing with us on that uh all the editing Uh, But we haven't released anything up until this point because, you know, it's good to get a few episodes under your belt, find your flow, um, you know, kind of the style, the length, the duration, what you want to do, how you want to come across, how you want to do all of that stuff. So um, we're holding a bank of these episodes and we're going to release them all at one time. So some of them are going to cover topical things that happened previously, uh, you know, and will seem somewhat out of date. Bear with us on that as we kind of roll these out weekly uh, or twice weekly, depending on, you know, how the schedule allows and, you know, what we want to talk about, those things will all come up to date. So there'll be some stuff in there from previous episodes that, you know, you might be listening to and be like, you know, fucking, this is old fucking news. What are you talking about, Daryl? It's just the nature of kind of how we're launching this thing. And, uh, and if everything was polished and, you know, if I had an operation around me, then perhaps we'd do it a little different, but it's just me. And uh, and my puppies and their uh, their computer editing skills aren't up to snuff, and I'm not a very technical person. Anyways, I just like to talk shit on the mic, uh, so bear with us on that, and uh, we'll have this thing we'll have this thing smooth as butter. Before you know it, uh, so we appreciate your patience on that, and appreciate you guys listening, and uh, and, and like I said, thanks again. Uh, if you do like the podcast if you are enjoying the the nature the flavor you know kind of what we're bringing to you guys then please give us a like uh please subscribe please give us a review rate us all of that good stuff it always helps uh surface the podcast and you know helps grow our audience and and really brings what we're trying to do to um you know to more more people uh as many people as possible so thanks on that and um I've I've gone into the past couple of episodes completely unscripted, and I quite like it because you find yourself getting like stuck, and you know not really knowing what you're going to talk about, and you know kind of puts you on the spot, forces you to kind of get into a flow. That might be the case with a lot of them. Um, you know, sometimes when I want to talk about something specific or something's you know particularly important to me or bothering me, uh, then I might write some notes just to kind of guide the conversation along. Um, obviously, when we expand this thing and it gets some traction, we bring guests on, then uh, we'll kind of do a, sh- uh, you know, a little synopsis about what we want to talk about. Um, obviously, won't publish that pre, but we'll definitely include some notes um, in, the, uh, in the show notes, and then we'll also blast everything out on social media. So, um, I've got a little Facebook page up. It's not launched yet. It's not live but it is created, there'll be links for the podcast episodes there, done the same thing on Twitter, um, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll link my Instagram with this, I'm not sure yet, we'll see how it plays, but, uh, but you guys will know about it, and it will always be under the handle of, uh, The Quiet Part Loud, or Quiet Part Loud Podcast, or something like that, but I'll blast those out. To you guys as and when they uh, they become relevant for you guys to use um, so anyways yeah that's a little intro uh, for you um, but let's let's get into it well, what's been going on this week um, I watched uh, I've been watching a I've been allowed to work from home now so I've been working from home the past week so in between my work I've been doing a bit of you know kind of TV watching and Uh, weekend just gone, was the last weekend of the kind of Christmas break that we had from work, so, you know, as you do, drink too much, probably eat too much, Um, you know, binge on some TV, get some series in, all that stuff, and uh, I just wanted to talk about a couple of bits that I watched, because one of them was really, really, really good, and one of them was really, really, really shit, and yeah, it's just really funny, like, you know, the quality of, of things that are out there, and I guess it's all subjective, right? Like some people like the Kardashians, and and some people, myself included, would like to uh, burn down E Network um, and dismantle everything that it stands for because I think it's the absolute uh, bottom feeding scum of the earth. It's not entertainment. It's not news. It's not worthy of even being watched. But again, it's subjective, right? And some people get off on. You know that kind of, what do you like that snackable bullshit content? You know, I I don't get it personally because it's generally just a, a bunch of middle aged women that are hopped up on Adderall, fucking yelling at each other and and creating drama for the sake of creating drama. And I can only imagine what it's doing to their insides and to their uh, to their physiology because the stress that they must put on each other is just immense. I mean, I get stressed out when my wife who uh, who watches that stuff sometimes. Um, uh, when she's got it on, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's the perfect way to get me to leave the room. Let's put it that way. I can't stand it. I can't watch it for any, any amount of time. So um, I usually dismiss myself, but I always hear it kind of in, in the background. And I'm actually going to touch on something related to E! News um, or E! Entertainment, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I'm going to touch on something that's happened uh, there a uh, little later on. So hopefully I don't forget. But back to the back to the the, the stuff that I've been watching. Um, so I watched Bright on Netflix, this Will Smith and Joel Egerton uh, flick, which is kind of like a remake of Training Day, except Ethan Hawke's a uh, a gargoyle or some shit or like a troll or some some character um and then Will Smith's like the cop I guess Will Smith kind of like yeah I mean he's kind of like that character as well um it's boring shit I mean fuck Netflix sometimes you do so good you know Sometimes you do so good, sometimes you do terrible. Like the, what's that documentary, Freeway? Uh, The one about the real Rick Ross. Really good. Keepers documentary about the priests. Uh, What seems like covering up the murder of that nun. You know, fucking really good. Even, you know... Yeah, I mean even some of the uh even some of the films are alright, but generally Netflix is like, you know, good for documentaries, good for stand up. The, te- the TV the T V series aren't that great to be honest. I mean, you know, whether they got they got the ranch on there with Aston Kutcher. <coughs> Dog shit. Um you know I watched I watched a bunch of shit on there over the Christmas holidays, but I watched this Bright film, and apparently it's getting a fucking sequel, because 11 million people watched it, like, over the first week, or first weekend it came out, or something like that, and I'm just like, oh, God, I was just thinking to myself, like, why? Why? You've got Dave Chappelle doing these comedy specials on there that are absolutely brilliant, and you get a sense of the kind of, and I know it's completely different, right? One's like a fictional kind of action movie, or whatever, bullshit drama, um, and then the other one is obviously stand-up comedy, and it's completely different subject matter, it's completely different genre, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the film sucks; it's so boring. I gave it like an hour and fifteen minutes, and then I'm like, you know, what? There's like twenty minutes left in the film, or something like that. I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta be out. I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here because this is just like just draining my energy. It's not entertaining. It's not intriguing with the stupid character that Joel Egerton plays. It's just... It's really boring. Like, I don't know what they were going for. Like, were they going for, like, a District 9 type of, like... Aliens representing... uh, Or, like, these gargoyles representing, like, the minority culture in America? Like, was it supposed to be, like, a social play? Like, it just missed the mark for me. I thought it was absolutely dog shit. And, um... And I thought... I thought everything about it was just, was just crap. Fucking Will Smith, I mean, you know, I mean, there's very, very few actors these days that garner my attention. Will Smith used to be one of them. I mean, I grew up with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, fucking loved it, Carlton, Uncle Phil, you know, used to have a crush on Ashley, were, uh, you know, <laughs> taking you back that's, uh, that's how old I am, um, but, you know, Fresh Prince was awesome, like, Phil, like, Will Smith's done some decent films, um, what was the one, Six Degrees of Separation back in the day, where he played the gay guy, like, that was pretty good, um, you know, Pursuit of Happiness, that was pretty good, uh, Independence Day is what it is, you know, it was a banger back in the day, I suppose, um, I liked, uh, I Am Legend, I thought that was quite good, I like The Aliens and that, but, I mean, these, these films, like, Collateral Beauty and, like, Seven Pounds and, uh, ugh, fuck, they're so boring, ugh, they're so shit, anyways, um, not to be too negative on shit, but I just didn't like it, so be warned if you haven't seen it already, if you have, uh, you won't get that two hours of your life back, but maybe you fucking liked it, I don't know, maybe you liked it, um, On the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, if you guys haven't seen Black Mirror, you are missing out big time. And I mean, and again, this is all subjective. You might not be into it. And if you're not, fine. But if you are into kind of like, how would I say it? It's kind of like... um. The potential for what technology can do to us if we let it in the near future right so it's not like it's not like star trek the next generation it's not like uh it's not like necessarily like like an irobot or like any of that sort of shit right it's not it's not that far in the future it's like it's kind of like what could be possible in like 10 years or up to like 10 years or 15 years or you know maybe at the outside sort of 20 years if you believe that you know the rate of technology is going to expand you know as it continues to do Moore's Law right uh, gets twice as what is it twice as powerful uh, doubles in strength and cuts doubles in strength and reduces by half its size or Something like that. I fucking uh, if you want Moore's law butchered, that was it right there. But it effectively says that technology doubles in strength or doubles in power, uh, like every two years or yeah, something like that. Um, but then reduces its size uh, or the the size the size of the batteries or the processors that need to run that exponentially powerful growth in um, in ability. Uh, that's Moore's law. I guess in a really rudimentary, really, really layman's, idiotic way of explaining it. Um, But that's effectively what Black Mirror is, right? So it's like what happens if you extrapolate a little bit and social media becomes this like stranglehold on us where it's the only commodity that we give a fuck about right? What if the only thing you give a fuck about and and the only thing that you're judged on is how popular you are on social media? What could that look like? What, what are the consequences of that? Um, when we can grab a hold of consciousness and potentially transport it into different vessels, how can that manifest itself? Um, and again, I'm probably not doing a very good job explaining it. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you probably don't. But just running through, like, a couple of these episodes, like, they've done four seasons, right? And season one, there was only three episodes. Season two, there were four episodes. Season three, there were six episodes. And in season uh, four, there were six episodes, right? So, there are, it's an anthology. So, you don't have to watch them one after the other. You can literally go season one, episode three, season three, episode two, blah, 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 blah. Right, you get the picture. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't tie into one or another. They're all standalone episodes, and they're fucking brilliant. Like, there's a couple of misses in there for me, but for the most part, probably the best, probably the best series. Definitely in this genre, the best series I've ever seen in this genre. Um, but I would say some of the best TV uh, that I've watched in quite a few years. Right, like the first episode of the first season is called the National Anthem. And it's basically like uh, a, a member of the royal family's kidnapped, and the prime minister gets blackmailed uh, to basically fuck a pig on live TV, which rings really true to like the things that David Cameron were being, was being accused of from his college and university days uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but he's basically got to fuck a pig on live TV, or they're gonna murder this this royal family member, right? And it's like how the digital communication and how streaming and all of that sort of thing can affect, you know, how we influence politics and how we, you know, how we do terrorism, how we do kidnapping and blah, blah, blah. Um, There's other ones. There's, uh, fuck, I'm just looking. Oh, yeah, there's one called uh, San Junipero. And I really like this one because it basically starts out, like, really retro in, like, the 80s. And it's at, like, a nightclub in, like, a beach town. And... It's fucking brilliant, right, because it's about this girl, and she basically falls in love with this other girl in this town. But what you don't realize is that they're trialing this, and spoiler alert here, um, but they're basically trialing this cognitive memory implant, and they're on basically like a free trial, Um, but it allows them to, when they get old catatonic and basically are on the verge of death, they can take their consciousness and upload it to a scenario. And you can choose to have people in that scenario with you. You can uh, be invited into that scenario by other people. And you can effectively spend eternity in these places. And what that does, the consequences around it, blah, blah, blah. I'm fucking... I'm not doing it any justice here, guys. And um, all I can really say is that it's it's fucking brilliant. If, if there are two ends of the spectrum here, Bright is on the... Um, Bright is on the file that in your toilet end of the spectrum, and Black Mirror is on the save that to your list because you probably want to rewatch it uh, end of the spectrum. I just, I just, for me, it's, it's top notch. And I'd never heard of Charlie Brooker before. Um, Apparently he's like a TV critic, Um, but he writes all these episodes. And I just, I can't give enough kudos to it because I just, I just think it's brilliant. Um So check that out if you haven't seen it because for me, it's it's absolutely must see and it really it really gets the mind kind of thinking about the possibilities of where we can go. If we don't get a hold of technology now, um, if we don't start putting some fucking regulations on these massive tech companies, uh, you know, what that could potentially look like for us. Uh, in the very, very near future because these guys aren't going to stop. I mean, if you saw the video of uh, the Boston Dynamics robot a couple of weeks ago doing a backflip off that box, um, I mean, you know, now they're doing acrobatics. You know, it was only, it was only a year ago they, were, they could barely walk without falling down, right? And now they are fully functional, balanced. Uh, they're becoming more cognitively aware, you know, like there's one video out there where, you know, this robot is tasked with picking up a box and the guy who's there with him, the human who's there with him is like body checking him out of the way and he's just ignoring him, going back, like singularly focused on just getting the task done. And I just extrapolate that in my mind to say, you know, what happens when they get a bit more agile? What happens when they don't have wires and pneumatic cables like running out of, you know, the back of them and they're more protected and more sturdy? You know, what happens with that singular focus? Uh, You know, who gets to program that to be singularly focused? Um, And even if they're multitasking or multi-focused on things, like what are they going to do? Are you going to have a robot in your house cooking you dinner or you gonna let a robot, like, piggyback you to the shop when you can't be fucking bothered to work, or, you know, like, because after I saw that, after I saw that robot backflip off of a box, like, I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool, so we've got another 10 years, maybe, and then they're gonna start running things, Um, but then, like, a week later, two weeks later, There was another video. I don't know if it was from Boston Dynamics or not, but it was from somebody, uh, basically showing, basically showing robots working out. Now, not a robot working out like a robot doing push-ups means nothing, right? It's arbitrary because they don't have any muscularity. They don't, you know, unless working out can be used to power their battery and to power their internal, uh, like, system so that they effectively never run. You know, it's that whole kind of, like, self-winding clock thing, right? Like, if it, it, it just, like, perpetually works um, kind of thing. Um, you know, if, if, if robots working out can keep their battery going so effectively they don't run out of battery so they can always be working on the tasks that they've been set, that's pretty fucking scary, but what they are able to do by working out is sweat, and the sweat is used to cool down the system, right? So it's like a cooling mechanism that stops them from overheating, which allows them to work longer. You can see where this is going, right? Like uh, one going back to uh, Black Mirror, one of the episodes uh, is called Metal Hat Metalheads, and it's it's about uh, kind of a dystopian future where. Uh, people are obviously living in these compounds and shit and clearly these Boston Dynamic type of robots are taking over and they've got a version which is a dog and it looks eerily similar to the dog or the four-legged version that Boston Dynamics have and you can Google that you can YouTube that and watch this mechanical dog running 30 or 40 miles an hour on a treadmill it's insane and it's terrifying and this episode of Black Mirror actually uses a very, very similar type of a uh, a robot character um, that's a dog. I think they actually call them dogs in the, in the episode. Uh, but a, a, a effectively, these guys are out, these humans are out hunting, and they uncover one of these dogs, and it's sleeping, and they disturb it, and it wakes up, and it shoots the shit out at them, and it's a tracking device, and it sticks in, and it, like, you know, it's like ball bearings from, like, an IED or something like that. It sticks into... The skin so it can always find you and this thing can boogie <laughs> this thing can shuffle and so it's chasing them and blah 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 anyways uh i won't ruin the episode for you but these things exist <laughs> these things exist and it kind of goes back to what i was talking about in the last episode uh which is accountability who the fuck is going to hold these people accountable i mean the only person i really hear about it uh hear talking about it is Elon Musk? He's the one telling us to be careful of AI. You know, he's creating all of these different, like, you know, he's created automated cars, basically. Um, but even he's warning about the powers and the dangers around AI and uh, machine learning of what that could potentially look like if we don't regulate that technology now before it becomes mature uh, or even in an adolescent format, because. If you listen to guys like Sam Harris, you know, who, and I'm paraphrasing here, and if you ever hear this, Sam, and I get it wrong, apologies. But um, it's kind of like once it switches on and becomes aware of itself or aware that it can learn autonomously, then it has the ability potentially to learn at a rate which we won't be able to stop. Because it will learn so fast that it will it will effectively find a workaround for anything that we try to do to stop it. And then what happens if it finds a way to self-replicate, take over a system because you know it's all digital so it's all wires and you know I'm kind of going on a tangent here. Um, and I know we've kind of gotten away from me watching Netflix uh, but uh, I guess it goes back to accountability, right like how do we Um, you know, how do we hold, who do we hold accountable? When do we hold them accountable and how strongly do we regulate it? Um, because accountability is everything, especially with, especially with technology, especially with technology, because (coughs) it will get, it will get out of control before we know it, right? So be careful. But in the meantime, (laughs) check out Black Mirror, because if what I've said doesn't shit you up watching it most certainly will, right, but then, you know, maybe it's all nonsense, who knows, I don't think so, but, you know, again, subjective, who the fuck am I, right, um, what else is going on, i tell you what though, those Chappelle, the new Dave Chappelle stand-ups, fire, absolute fire, I mean, he is, him, Him, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Joey Diaz, Chris D'Elia. I mean, these guys are kind of tip of the spear. I like physical comedy as well, so I like Brian Callen, and I like – I obviously love Joe Rogan – but there's some murderers out there. But the way Chappelle does his thing, he's just uh, he's just a special guy. And if you haven't seen those, do check him out. Um, there's now four. Uh, there's a, there's now four uh, stand up shows on Netflix from Chappelle. Uh, he released two where he covers like the OJ stuff and everything. I think Bill Cosby and shit like that. This one, these two here are more about kind of the state of play with race relations in America. Uh, Trump, blah, 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 all, all the that, all stuff that's going on uh, now. Um, but he just, I mean, his perspective on things has always been very, very unique um, and something that I've always kind of gravitated towards. Um, and I just love the guy. I think he's, I think he's, I think he, he's just, he's top of the list for me. I think he's just, he's just so good. So good, and these these ups don't these um, these shows that he's done and he's released, just just nail that, just nail that right home for me. He's he's fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, check those out, guys, if you have. not that's a bit of my TV viewing went a bit uh, went a bit off with that. Uh, I can't believe we're actually kind of half an hour in already, um, and I haven't even touched on the shit that made me press play and record uh, today. I haven't I haven't even touched on it, but I'm going to right now because. I mean, we're just in a position of absolute fucking lunacy right now, Um, and it doesn't really affect me uh, personally um, because I don't live in states, but it affects a lot of people, and it affects affects progress, right? And I'm a progressive person. I'm not a feminist. Um, I'm not one of these ultra-left fucking snowflake cocksuckers who are effectively causing like a chaos theory right like the alt left and the alt right to me are exactly the same thing if you're an ultra progressive feminist type of uh person who you know you cannot be progressive enough for you you know it's 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 transgenders are cool trans uh transracials are cool trans abled are cool uh you know, give me the gender-neutral pronouns by the hundreds, and that's all cool. I'm not that fucking guy. I don't like that shit. Um, if, you're tr- if you're a transgender person to each their own, great. Do your thing. I don't give a fuck. Just make sure you're an adult when you make that change because I think giving hormones to children is, is tantamount to child abuse. And I think any parent that thinks, oh, you know what? My child says... Uh, my, little, my son says he feels like a girl, and he's four, so let's get him on a hormone replacement therapy. You should be charged with child abuse because we all know that a child is not fully developed at that age, and in fact, if you listen to the science, the prefrontal cortex is not developed in a, in a, in a person until they're 25. You want to wait until you're sort of 20, 21 in that area and then start to make a decision and do like a test run and all that stuff then great but if you get a whim of it and you're a little effeminate or you're a little tomboyish and you start to have an identity crisis or an identity issue in your you know in your preteen or adolescent years i'm sorry but that's called fucking life okay everybody is insecure at that age it doesn't mean you need gender reassignment surgery what you probably need is a bit of confidence, probably a bit of exercise, probably a bit of, um, uh, probably a bit of an upgrade in nutrition. Um, I don't know what your home life's like. I don't know the kind of environment that you grew up around. But what I do know for sure is that nobody of that age, nobody of that age, should be given hormone replacement therapy or gender reassignment procedures or. Anything to do with changing your gender at that age—it's fucking irresponsible, and there are catastrophic consequences. And I'm trying to rack my brain uh, for the case um, that always sticks in my mind. And I think if I get it, if I if I if I remember correctly, it was a little boy who had an underdeveloped penis and so they decided to lop it off and give him female hormones to basically turn him into a girl problem was his physiology always said i feel like a boy i feel like a boy i feel like a boy i feel like a boy, like a boy. so they tried to go the other way I, th- I believe is the case and anyways it fucked this kid up <coughs> Beyond recognition, and he ended up killing himself. I'm going to try to Google it for you, but I don't know if I'm going to get cut off here. Um, So bear with me. I'm just going to... Let me me do it on my phone. Um, I'll see if I can pull it up. It's fucking devastating. Um, And it's exactly the point why you shouldn't do this thing prematurely. You need to give it... You know, it's like you need to give it time. You need to give it time. Let your mind develop. Like, have an opinion on things. Like, have some real-world experience. Like, I was... Like, when I was 18, I was a fucking... I was an idiot. I was a fucking retard. I didn't know anything. And that didn't change until probably... Until I was, like, 25. You know, I was still doing dumb shit in my mid-20s. Which, you know, probably a little late in the game to be fucking around the way I was. But it is what it is. And I'm not, an, I'm not, like, an exception to the rule. You know, I'm not an outlier on that rule. I know plenty of kids that were my age that were fucking... Lo- I know plenty of people now that are thirty that can barely look after themselves. So, like to think that you can give gender reassignment hormones or you know any of, put any of that process in place to a child is uh, is fucking gross and it's it's disgusting. Um, kid born. Sorry about the lull there. Um, I, was just, uh, I was just pulling this Wikipedia page. And I'm looking at this thing on Wikipedia for David Reimer, who was a Canadian-born man, physically a male, but reassigned as a girl and raised female, following medical advice and intervention after his penis was accidentally destroyed during a botched circumcision in infancy. So, he says, was originally named Bruce and his identical twin was named Brian. At the age of six months, after concern was raised about how both of them urinated, the boys were diagnosed with phimosis. They were referred for circumcision at the age of seven months. A urologist performed the operation using the unconventional method of electrocauterization, but the procedure did not go as doctors had planned, and Bruce's penis was burned beyond surgical repair. The doctors chose not to operate on Brian, whose phimosis soon cleared without surgical intervention, so he was fine. They fucked the other brother up. Um, the, con- the parents, concerned about their son's prospects for the future happiness and sexual function <coughs> without a penis, took him to John Hopkins' hospital in Baltimore in early 67 to see John Money, a psychologist who was developing a reputation as a pioneer in the field of sexual development and gender identity based on his work with intersex patients. Money was a prominent proponent of the theory of gender neutrality, that gender identity developed primarily as a result of social learning from ch- from early childhood and that it could be changed. With the appropriate behavioral intervention, the Reimers had seen Money being interviewed on Canadian news program, during which he discussed his theories about gender. So let me see, let me read you the whole fucking thing. So Money and the Hopkins teams persuaded the baby's parents that that sex reassignment surgery would be in Reimer's best interests. At the age of twenty two months. Baby Bruce underwent a bilateral orchidectomy in which his testes were surgically removed and a rudimentary vulva was fashioned. Bruce was reassigned to be raised as a female and given the name Brenda. Psychological support for the reassignment and surgery was provided by John Money, who continued to see Raymer annually for about a decade for consulting for consultations and to assess the outcome. The reassignment was considered an especially valid test case. The reassignment was considered an especially valid test case of social learning concept of gender identity for two reasons. First, Raymer's identical twin brother, Brian, had made an ideal control because the brothers shared genes. Family environments and the... Intratrine, sorry, my eyes are going blurry looking at my screen. Uh, Intratrine environment, intratrine environment, whatever. Um, Second, this was reputed to be the first reassignment and reconstruction performed on a male infant who had no abnormality prenatal or early postnatal sexual differentiation. Anyways, basically, there's a book on this. As Nature Made Him, The Boy Who Was Raised a Girl. Um, Basically, his whole life, he didn't identify as a girl. Um, He was given a shit ton of hormones. And basically, just to cap this off, in addition to his difficult lifelong relationship with his parents, Raymer had to deal with unemployment and death of his brother Brian from an overdose of antidepressants uh, in 2002. In 2004, his wife Jane told him she wanted to separate. On the morning of May 4th, he drove to a grocery store's parking lot in Winnipeg and took his own life by shooting himself in the head with a sawed-off shotgun. Adopted three children. I mean, it's one—it's one case, right? That I've just cited there, and and I know I did a terrible job of reading it, but it's, its the point is. The point is, don't do this shit to kids. Wait until people are adults. Let them make their own informed decisions, and stop fucking putting them into things because of these stupid ultra progressive bullshit opinions on uh things like uh there is no uh biological marker for gender like right there's no bi. that's this is what these assholes are saying now there's no biological differentiation between a male and a female well i'm not a fucking scientist i'm not an endocrinologist i'm not anything like that i'm not a doctor but what i do know is that there's XX chromosomes and there's XY chromosomes, right? And one means man and one means female. So what the fuck are we talking about, right? One gender comes out with something hanging between their legs and something come and others come out with the complete reverse. The physiological differences in our bodies between men and female are real and anybody that tells you differently is a fucking asshole and should not be trusted with anything you can't be my friend if you think that there is no difference between a man and a woman biologically you can go and fuck yourself I won't accept it as a premise I won't accept it as an argument and I won't accept it as a reasoning to push these social constraints that people like Canada now has has written it into law that if you don't address somebody by their appropriate gender neutral pronoun or preferred gender pronoun which can be pixie or zur or worm you can be charged with hate speech go fuck yourself go fuck yourself twice because I'm not having it and anybody that does have it is completely fucked and you're a complete fucking write off intellectually to me so that's just my point on that um, and I don't even know how we got on to this subject um, but what I wanted to talk about today was actually something that I just saw on Twitter. The Associated Press have just tweeted this out uh, a couple of hours ago. Um, and it goes into a long list of things you can put in the column of what has Donald Trump fucked up in a year, right? Not only the relationships that America has with the international community, because despite what everybody, what he says on his Twitter account, um, ...is not true... Uh, ...and despite all his rantings about the fake news mainstream media... ...which, you know, I don't put put much weight in them either... ...but they're not fake news. Some of the shit that they do, they get wrong... ...and, you know, some of the shit that they do, they embellish or whatever... ...but the biggest source of fake news and the biggest sort of rhetoric, propaganda and bullshit... ...comes from Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Hands down, that's it. Um, but, his Attorney General... Jeff Sessions, a.k.a. the Keebler fucking elf, is now declared that uh, he is rescinding a policy that allowed legalized marijuana to flourish in states across the country without federal intervention. He wants to take America back to the just-say-no-Nancy Reagan um, war on drug base. This is, this is the attorney general. This mm-hmm. is the top attorney in the United States of America, right? A guy who's had to recuse himself from, I think, two investigations because he is, um, he is compromised within those, Let's, for, for lack of a better word. Um, the Russian investigation, he can, the top lawyer in America cannot preside over an investigation because he was too closely wrapped up in it where it is a conflict of interest. I mean, fuck me. Now the cocksucker wants to go ahead and turn the progress that America's made, which is one of the shining lights of hope and actual positive progress. Fuck all this liberal bullshit that's like, you know, what do we call each other? Or, you know, you can't be too much of a feminist for me. You gotta be ultra feminist. Or, you know, the alt-right Tiki Torch fucking Nazi cocksuckers on the right. No, this is the type of progress that America needs, the type of progress that you know understands the, the actual liberty around citizens to make their own decisions. And whereas the war on drug, uh, the war on drugs is just one of the most ridiculous things um, that's ever been in, ever been in place in my opinion, um, and has actually led to the epidemic of the opioid crisis in America, this piece of shit, wants to turn around and say, yep, let's go back to 1985, let's go back to the fucking just say no war on drugs, the more you know, uh, this is your brain on drugs, remember that the commercial, you probably, I don't know, I don't know who my listeners are yet, I don't have a sense of the demographic, but if you're around my age, you were probably just at the young age, um, kind of elementary school, kind of sixth grade, second, uh, sixth grade or something like that, where there was, like, these TV commercials, and it was, like, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, and it was basically just a fucking egg being fried in a frying pan. Complete bollocks, right? It's the whole, it's the whole propaganda around, around the use of drugs, right? Right? And I think we've got enough evidence now that shows that legalization does not cause an increase in usage. It just doesn't. The illicit trade of drugs is the problem. If you get it by illegal means, if you get it from illegal sources, if you have it under this illegal classification then you really do yourself a disservice because you're you're making something taboo that should not be taboo and that's what that's what causes the problem it's not it's not the drugs because we know that if you make drugs legal usage does not increase it just doesn't Like, if you make cocaine legal tomorrow, you would not see straight-arrowed people overdosing the next day or the following week. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There are so many causations for drug addiction, but the main proponent of that is pharmaceutical prescription drugs. So, if we're looking at a war on drugs, we could certainly have one, but not the one that Jeff Sessions wants to reinstate. And I just think it's a massive fucking... Travesty that America's made this progress towards, like, legalization of weed. And if we would have had Obama maybe for, like, one more year, we could have got it all the way through. Um, but this cocksucker wants to rescind it to to back, back 20, 30 years. And we can't have that. So people need to come out. People need to get active on social media. People need to get active with their local um, and state representatives and just say... They're not gonna. They're not gonna put up with this. They're not gonna put up with this. I mean, all you have to do is look at Portland, um, or Oregon as a state, uh, Washington as a state, um, and look at the things that are happening. Right, alcohol related um, uh, driving uh, incidents are down. Domestic abuse is down. Arrests are down. Um, overdoses are down. Uh, tax revenues up. Like you know, revenue across the board is up. Uh, You know, I mean, what do you need? Drunk driving, accidents, down. Um, You know, so we're prospering from a revenue point of view. Not we, I don't give a fuck. It's nothing to do with me. But what I want is I want this to translate across the border because, uh, across the pond, because I live in the UK and I want this shit legal over here as well because the fact that we're still living in this Puritan type of society is garbage. And, you know, it's assholes like Jeff Sessions who doesn't know anything about drugs, or anything about things like weed is making these snap judgments from a federal level that could affect us and set us back 10 years. So be active, guys. Be active on uh, on social media. Be active with your state and local representatives. Speak out. Voice your concern. And, and put, this, put this fucking guy in his place. Or better yet, demand his resignation and get him the fuck out of there. Because it's this guy. It's the Tangerine president. You know... It's these guys that are causing the problems. And unfortunately, America has a lot of influence, and I don't want to see that influence come across the pond or, or, you know, kind of affect people by osmosis. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just crazy. So I'm not going to stick around too long today, t- 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 guys. I know we went on about a bunch of shit, uh, but we've al- al- almost done an hour. Um, but I really wanted to get that kind of out because it's a massive problem for me, um, and I think it needs to be addressed with the utmost effort um possible. Um so all you guys are in favor of like leaving people to make their own fucking choices, um get active. And I'm gonna leave it there. So uh thanks for listening. Ended on a bit of a heavy kind of aggressive note, but that's the way it rolls sometimes. Um take my recommendation on the uh on the programs and uh like I said, if you like it, you like the podcast, subscribe give us a rating, uh, blast it out, share it, uh, and we'll be back real soon, uh, with another episode. So, uh, until then, all the best. I'm Daryl and I'm out.